welcome in. It is time for Thursday Night Football, which means I'm joined, like always, by Ke by Kevin Cole, the one and only. Uh, writes all the great content for showdowns from DraftKings perspective. Also, getting you ready with some player prop action, some game lines and everything else. And I would say, uh, maybe not necessarily the best uh, matchup to look forward to on Thursday Night Football, but I do think it's going to be pretty high quality. Of course, we have Tampa Bay, number two overall in our ELO rankings against Philadelphia, traveling to Philadelphia, seven-point favorites against the Eagles. We have 26th overall in our ELO rankings. How are you kind of seeing uh, this matchup play out from a game betting perspective, Kevin? Well, it's interesting. I mean, the market is at seven points right now for the Bucks, uh, despite the fact they're on the road, although... I don't know if home field advantage even matters anymore. Um, no. What no. matters more, running backs or home field advantage? I would say running backs at this point, especially at the <laughs> wow. college level. But wow, but, home field advantage is really taking really taking a hit. Um, it's really it's really dropping in ranking. So sure, I mean, so. I, I kind of would I would almost like the Bucks a little bit here, if it weren't for the fact that I have an excuse to chicken out, um, and that is Tom Brady's thumb that he hurt in the last yeah. week. I don't think the absence of Rob Gronkowski really matters as we saw in his performance last week against the dolphins. If anything, it's just going to shift around some of the touchdowns, maybe some more Antonio Brown and maybe some more Leonard Fournette and Giovanni Bernard near the goal line where it was Gronkowski before. So I don't think it makes much of a difference as far as the ability for the bucks to win, but the Eagles, I'm a little bit, dubious, I guess, of the Eagles. What I think is an interesting angle on this whole thing is that the Eagles have been a team that's actually passed it over expectation, which you wouldn't think right. would be true. Uh, you think they'd be a run dominant team, a running team, but they've been passing over expectation and against the Bucks, everyone passes it over expectation. Nobody tries to run against this team. So that what I think is going to be the most interesting angle here is will Philadelphia try to run it all? Will Jalen Hurts be running that much? And can their passing offense, which really hasn't been that great efficiency wise the last couple of weeks, they just had a ton of volume. Um, they had to come from behind last week. So that's what they ended up putting up some decent numbers, despite the fact that it was really a pretty awful efficiency game. Can they hang with the Buccaneers team, which is also passing a lot. I mean, they don't have to pass right. a lot, but they're passing a lot this year and just being extremely efficient doing so. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I agree with you, right? It is going to come down to how effective Jalen Hurts is through the passing game uh, in order for, you know, the Eagles to keep pace. How do you evaluate some of the, you know, the, the Buccaneers obviously have a really injured secondary, right? No Carlton Davis. Antoine Winfield Jr. is probably going to be out. Of course, they're missing Levante David at linebacker as well. Uh, they are already have Sean Murphy buntling on IR, and he's not going to play the rest of the season. Do you think, you know, with this cluster set of injuries, that that might actually boost or help uh, Jalen Hurts in the passing game? Yeah, I think I think it could help him some. I mean, yeah, the 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 back end for the Bucks is kind of like that not great Bob gif. Like that's right, like the right. the whole the whole thing when discussing it. But you would think each week that goes by and each subsequent week that goes by when they're living in this hellscape of not having anyone there that they'll maybe figure things out a little bit more. You won't be bringing players straight off of the street like you were with Richard Sherman um, Too, when he first yeah. came on board. So hopefully they'll get things figured out. One piece that is going to be missing and not the most impactful piece, at least as far as production this year, but a piece that will be missing for 
the Philadelphia Eagles is Dallas Goddard. I mean, he's on yeah. the COVID list. I don't think there's time, even if he is vaccinated for him to test negative multiple times and get back out there. So you're going to have, you know, the ghost of Zach Ertz out there running a ton of routes. And then beyond the rookie, Devontae Smith, you don't have a whole lot else you can really rely on because Jalen Rager's had this thing where he looked like he maybe he was going to have a little bit of a breakout at the beginning of the season. And then he went back to kind of being, to put it to, to put it bluntly, kind of like a head case, honestly, out there right. where sometimes he's running the looks like he's running hard, sometimes he's not, sometimes he's making plays, sometimes he's not, but it's a little bit too much of the latter, uh, not doing the things he's supposed to do. Yeah, you don't really sound like a Quez Watkins uh, stand like at this Quez, point either. I do like Quez Watkins. I was hyping him up at the beginning of the season in the first game against the Falcons. I think he caught like the first three passes, and I was like, oh, Quez yeah. Watkins. I told everyone. I told everyone. And then I don't think he caught a single pass the rest of that game. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think he should be elevated into the wide receiver two role. But just think about what we're saying. We're talking about a pick who was, what was he, a fifth or sixth round pick or something like that a year ago? Who is now? Yeah, he was a sixth round pick in 2020, basically. Yeah, who's who's now your wide receiver two. That's more like a move of desperation than something to celebrate. Right, definitely. And over over your first round pick from that same year as well. So that definitely cannot sit really well. But I agree. I actually think the Dallas Goddard um, injury is going to be... a decent impact, right? Because like you said, I mean, the Eagles don't really have anybody. They're 29th overall in our opponent, just a pass route grade. Uh, so it's been surprising that Jalen Hurts has been even as good as he has been through the passing game this year uh, with the fact that they really don't have anybody outside of Devontae Smith. I did think Goddard would be more relevant in the passing game than what he even has been, but I do think his absence could play you know, somewhat of a role here on Thursday night. So I think it's going to be interesting. I do think, at least from a player props perspective, maybe to uh, you know, not necessarily segue, but tease a little bit, I do think you know, both running backs, potentially Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell, could be involved uh, in the passing game a little bit. And I know you're a little bit of a Gainwell fan as well, aren't you? Or is, am I getting uh, am I getting him confused with Jarrett Patterson at this point? Well, I mean, yeah, Jared Patterson's the goat. <laughs> okay, let's watch Jared Patterson. He's he's made very few appearances in uh, in the regular season, but he's the preseason goat at least. Preseason, and that's all. That's, <laughs> that's, right. that's the real season. This is like the the afterthought. Um, but Gainwell, you're right. I mean, everyone's talking about Gainwell though. If you if you follow um, fantasy talk. Uh, DFS talk and you know you probably do um, God rest your soul if you're listening to this podcast you probably are everyone's talking about Kenneth Gainwell because of the fact that number one he's been getting this good share in the offense he is the receiving threat this is a matchup where you just assume they're never going to run the ball because of the opponent so yeah people are definitely high on him this year but what what I'm seeing and this is what I want to ask you about in the PFF player props tool, which everyone can check out with an elite subscription here at PFF. I'm seeing a lot of unders on Philadelphia players here. So what I'm thinking is, and this is what I want. This is what I want to pose to you is, you know, our, uh, you know, our, our models that are being put here by Dr. Eric Eager and also, uh, you know, others that are working on it here, they're, they must be saying, you know what, we're, we can only go so far when it comes to 
seeing the Eagles as a passing team and how much a team can really skew towards the pass based upon opponent. Do you think it's possible that our models are not really accounting for an outlier type of opponent like the Bucks, Or do you think that maybe we're just assuming too much based upon what's happened a few games to start the season that teams are really just going to continue not even attempting to run the ball against them? Yeah, I mean, I think that is a really good point. It is something that I've questioned because we don't really have, you know, a specific team variable to take right. into account. Oh, these, you know, these guys are playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We obviously have some strength of schedule things and other pieces like that folded in. Um, but, you know, expecting, you know, the Eagles to potentially throw the ball 75% of the time or higher, you know, because they've been at 72% uh, through their first five games. Projecting that out again isn't something that we're necessarily on. So you are correct. We are basically lower than the market um, on a ton of reception props, right? Like we have Zach Hurt. Zach Ertz under 4.5, which I think is probably a justifiable bet. Kenneth Gainwell under 3.5. Probably, you know, another justifiable bet. Again, heavy juice on that one. And then Jalen Rager, also his receptions as well. I think, you know, projecting that out, maybe we anticipate uh, either a lower scoring game, which is something that Green Lion uh, does project in saying that maybe the Eagles won't have as much um, you know, don't necessarily have the incentive to pass as much if the game is staying somewhat close. Now, we don't have a play on the spread, but I do think that uh, what our green line model is kind of projecting out is a lower scoring affair, lower pass attempts, lower pass completions, uh, maybe, you know, not as much as an offensive showcase on Thursday night. It's probably uh, the synopsis that I would step out uh, with this at right now, but I do think it's, again, there's going to be some players that finish under the receptions props. How are you... You know, based on the usage, based on how you expect game script, what ones are your favorites to and actually target those particular ones, I think is, you know, what I typically try and do and how I'm definitely going to approach this game. So how are you kind of seeing, um, you know, like the target share break out on the Eagles side specifically with no Dallas Godair? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that it's going to be heavily towards Devonte Smith. And then I, I do think yeah. Gainwell is going to get, is going to get into the action quite a bit. I mean, I'm kind of with to answer my own question that I posed to you, which um, yep. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm a contrarian sometimes to a, to a fault. So I do think when you have these outcomes where you're expecting, you know, something to be so skewed in one direction, there are kind of a lot of different outs where you could get to a place where the Eagles are running it more than you think, you know, maybe it ends right. up being successful. Maybe, they actually are more competitive than people think they're going to be in this game and so forth and, and so on. I, you know what I was trying to find out is whether or not we could get a prop on will Zach Ertz break a tackle. So 0.5 <laughs> tackles broken. There's a whole Twitter account. I don't know if you've seen it where it's Ertz break a tackle, where it's just dedicated to the fact that he never breaks any tackles. <laughs> there's, right. a, there's a Zach Ertz under uh, 0.5 tackles broken. I think that would be a pretty sweet prop that we maybe maybe we should just institute that ourselves. I mean, I could, I could price it out here and have it available <laughs> and just book some action, you know, book some PFF sports betting action or something, I think, because that would be the perfect category for us, right? I mean, we yeah. are the experts on what is defined as a broken missed tackle or not. So I feel like maybe we should be, you know, the one booking action on that. I actually like that suggestion quite a bit. That might be like a million dollar idea for PFF right now. I think. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see if we can, we'll see if we can work something up with the uh, powers that okay. be. We'll say Ertz, Ertz under uh, 0.5 tackles broken minus 2000. Yeah, it's, so it's, yeah, like it's going to be really heavy. So if he breaks one, I mean, but the thing is, we're probably going to be a little bit biased also doing the, yeah, that's the, problem. the judging of that. We so have to have a uh, separation of church and state here somehow right, where, right, where we're right. not influencing that and making sure that when he, when an arm tackle comes in there, that 
Yeah, nothing right. is getting nothing is getting counted there. It, it needs to be a legitimate tackle broken. I definitely agree with that. But so a couple things that have jumped out to me based on the player props tool. You know, like you said, we have a ton of receptions under, but we do like. Miles Sanders to go over 9.5 carries again. You said you expect Kenneth Gainwell to be involved. We like Kenneth Gainwell to go over his rushing and receiving yards at 40.5. So I think from that perspective, we're just not really buying into the narrative that uh, the Eagles are going to be really pass heavy in this match. But I think there's some opportunities to potentially profit off of that. I do yes, think Miles Sanders over 9.5 carries might be a decent play, right? I mean, yes. if they're not down by two touchdowns here really early, I think he's going to be heavily involved. And I do think Kenneth Gamewell is going to get a number of targets as well. So out of those two, what are you kind of seeing from a showdown perspective um, with how you kind of evaluating those two options? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it falls in lines uh, kind of what we were talking about. I mean, specifically Sanders. I mean, it's just the... The roster, I mean, the, the percentage rostered the, that I'm um, that I'm projecting here is just going to be really low for Sanders when you have a game where um, it, it's it's kind of like a, a dream slash nightmare here that Leonard Fournette has now become some sort of three down back and people right. are going to be on him. You have Antonio Brown and Godwin and Mike Evans and Devontae Smith. And, you know, Jalen Hurts is going to get a ton that people are going to be on him big time because of the fact that he gets the rushing yards too, and Tom Brady and so on and so forth. All these different guys are going to, are going to be eating up um, roster spots left and right. So because of that, I feel like Miles Sanders, while I'm not predicting a very light, it's not very likely that he is going to be, you know, a winning captain uh, spot. He's just going to be so lowly roster that you could get away i think and get some value on right. him so he is one of the values that i have in, in the showdown slate another week of the nfl season means another shot to win big at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl new customers bet just one dollar on any nfl game and win a hundred dollars in free bets if either team scores a point the last zero zero tie in the nfl was in 1943 so i'd say this looks pretty much like a no-brainer if sportsbook's isn't available on your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code PFF, throw down $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only new customers only min five dollar deposit and one dollar wager required one per customer restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER NFL Week 5 is in the books, which means PFF has data and grades for every single player who logged a snap last week. What can you get with a PFF subscription? All of PFF's locked article content, PFF's NFL and college football betting dashboards, our grade power projections, cover probabilities, and betting values. 0 to 100 grades of every single player, including the top rookies on every team. Player prop tool with which shows plus minus value for every NFL prop and so much more. Check out the highest graded players from week five and look to find early value on spread picks and player props for week six. Yeah, definitely. And I like, I actually like him quite a bit from the props perspective as well, just being more involved than what he was, of course, in week three, you know, against, against Dallas, he only had what two carries or something yeah. like that. I do think people are still kind of projecting that out. But when when Philadelphia does decide to run, he has been basically sitting at right, right around a fifty percent uh, rushing attempt percentage for that team. So if 
for some reason, Philadelphia does get up close to 20 rushing attempts, with the, which they have done in three other games. Again, not necessarily the same game script that we're projecting here on Thursday night. But if they get to that amount, I do think Miles Sanders over 9.5 carries might be uh, pretty one of the best player props from my perspective. Are you seeing any other player props that you like uh, Kind of as you're kind of looking at some of the showdown and player prop stuff? Yeah, no, I think I would just be looking through and trying to decide which of the unders uh, specifically on the Eagles receivers that you may like, um, right. you know, I, I think it's kind of really depend on what you, what you want to see there. And I mean, another interesting thing that I'm seeing in the showdown projections is it's just, it's, it's some of it is just looking at base rates. I mean, traditionally quarterbacks are a uh, low value for captain spots, but then are higher value for flex spots. And that's kind of how the projections are playing out here. And I think in particular, you know, people are going to want a Brady or a Hertz as their captain where it's not going to play out as well. So I do think, you know, if you go with someone like Sanders as your captain, you're also saving some salary to potentially use to get one or two of those guys and then scoop up some uh, cheaper options like Zach Ertz, who hasn't been priced up because it was a late, um, you know, kind of a late scratch here for, uh, Goddard and and others that you can add to the mix here. So I guess that would be also a point here is maybe fade the quarterbacks in the captain slot a bit because they're going to be very, very popular. Yeah, definitely. But try and get them into the flex spot, right? I do think yes. that is key, kind of something you've noticed from your research that that is probably an underutilized option. Of course, if you have one of those quarterbacks in the captain spot, it's really difficult to get that other one in just based on salary thresholds and those sorts of things. But is there anybody else that you kind of like in that captain spot outside of Miles Sanders? Is there somebody, you know, a Buccaneers pass catcher or the previously mentioned Leonard Fournette that you think might be a play in that captain position as well? Yeah, I mean, I have Evans as being a little bit of a value just because he is going to be the most expensive, so therefore probably be in the lowest amount of rosters. Although, you know, Godwin is also someone I think is a little bit interesting just because he really faded back. He was the left out of the trio last week as far as the big scores. Uh, you saw a big score from Brown, Antonio Brown, a big score from Mike Evans, and Godwin was left down. And you just kind of don't know how it's going to be distributed there. So he's also another guy I think can be interesting as someone who is just being faded purely based upon recency bias. Right. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I do think uh, that is probably the direction that I'm going to go and show down as well. Um, I do think that's probably, you know, the correct, most optimal play for thir this Thursday night matchup. But we will see. So it sounds like you might be leaning a little bit towards the Eagles on the game spread. Is that correct? Do you like the under as well? Or how are you kind of seeing, you know, the best opportunities in that market? Yeah, yeah. I think under and then I don't know. I I really kind of more think the Bucks, honestly, for okay. for the game. Um, but again, I don't know what's going on with this with this thumb situation for Brady. So that, I think that's going to give me enough of a reason to to hold off on that one. But if I was going to lean a certain direction, that's the way that I would lean. I think some people might look at seven on the road and think that's just a big number. But right. I'm not sure you can get almost too too big against the Bucks right now, the way that they're rolling. And um, with the Eagles offense being a little bit more suspect than what some people are saying. I mean, they really struggled against the Panthers last week. Right, right, definitely. They ended up winning, of course, that covers a lot yes. of warts, but we will see if that, you know, if that plays out differently here on Thursday night. But I, I mean, I think that's some good analysis. I definitely agree with you. Under 52.5, the only play on the total. We do like some player props. Of course, we're a little bit of Miles Sanders fans here on Thursday night. We also like Kenneth Gainwell. If you're looking for some unders, definitely look at some of the options in the player props tool, especially from that Eagles perspective. I don't know for sure if we know exactly how the targets are going to break out, especially with no Dallas Goder. 
but we could see you know some mispriced opportunities specifically on some of those reception unders happening for the Eagles, especially if you expect them to uh, potentially run just a little bit more than what the market seems to be projecting, which is kind of where our player props tool is. So we will see. It's going to be a fun show, fun Thursday night matchup. Make sure you check out Kevin Cole's showdown article that's coming out early tomorrow morning. Check out all the player props, tools, green line, everything, all the good stuff that we have for you at PFF.com. From Ben Brown, joined by Kevin Cole, we appreciate you guys listening to the PFF Betting Podcast.